Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Wednesday, October the 7th. Hope you're OK and thanks for downloading the Kent Online podcast. As always, plenty to update you on today, including the rather astonishing fact that Kent doesn't have a single five-star hotel. A leading tourism boss has been speaking to us. Plus, we'll have reaction from Gillingham's game last night in the EFL Trophy. First up, though, a damning report has revealed staff at a Kent hospital weren't always wearing PPE correctly on wards where patients had coronavirus. Inspectors have demanded improvements at the William Harvey in Ashford following a visit there in August. They also saw staff failing to use hand gel when they were going in and out of wards where patients were suspected of having COVID. Kath Campbell is Head of Hospital Inspection in the South East at the Care Quality Commission. We undertook an inspection in uh, in August and um, uh, clearly um, we were focusing on infection prevention and control within the inspection. Um, We found that um, uh, staff weren't wearing uh, PPE or face masks um, uh, correctly um, uh, and that uh, they weren't using hand gel um, on entering or leaving wards. And, and in some cases, um, or in one case, we found that um, the hand gel um, dispensers weren't filled with hand gel. We let the, the person in charge know about this, came back a little bit later in, and, um, and that hadn't been uh, replaced. So, so there was still no hand gel there. In A&E, um, we, we found um, a, an inconsistent approach to patients being triaged who had COVID symptoms um, to to make sure that they were put in the right places. Um, And um, also there was was not um, good social distancing throughout the department. We um, engaged with the trust prior to um, going and doing our inspection um, and issued them with a warning notice as, as part of that engagement uh, following that engagement discussion um, and uh, and our concerns were such that we had to go and look at what was happening in practice at that time the trust have have um, uh, put actions in place um, but they do still need to uh, make sure that they're really clear about um, uh, how they're monitoring that and we, we continue to work with our partners NHS Improvement, NHS England um, and, and, the, um, and the, the local clinical commissioning group CCG um, to ensure that they're uh, helping, helping the trust uh, make those improvements. Earlier in the year, we spoke to Thelma Lukehurst. Her husband died at the William Harvey in July. She's convinced he contracted coronavirus while he was there, being treated for a broken leg. He'd been shielded for three months. We hadn't gone anywhere. He hadn't gone out anywhere. And he phoned me before he had the operation to say that they said he was COVID-free. He said, that's one thing I don't have to worry about. He was put into a recovery room. And he told us he'd been in the recovery room with a patient that had COVID. I would like the hospital to give me some sort of what what happened to allow this to happen. Mm. And I would like them to apologise and say that they made a mistake. And uh, how did it happen anyway? I mean, whose fault was it, did they think? He had a terrific sense of humour, but he became more and more and more depressed as the days went past. Mm. 
and I was worried about him mentally, as not only physically in the end. At the time, the hospital said it was impossible to determine where the 91-year-old contracted the virus. Elsewhere, 46 members of staff at Kent Fire and Rescue are having to self-isolate after three crew members tested positive for coronavirus. We're told deep cleans have been carried out at stations in Dartford, Swanley and Gravesend, but the service remains fully operational. One of Britain's biggest pub operators is to close dozens of venues and cut hundreds of jobs because of the impact of the pandemic. Green King will shut 79 of its bars and restaurants, with roughly one-third of them expected to be permanent. The firm has a number of pubs here in Kent, including in Maidstone, Medway and Canterbury. And Kent Police haven't issued any fines to people not wearing face masks. Now, they've been compulsory on public transport since June and in shops since July. Data shows just 54 fines have been handed out across the whole country. Kent Police say they're engaging with people who break the rules and will only issue fines as a last resort. Kent Online News. A man and woman have been charged with modern slavery and drug offences after a 13-year-old boy was found with £1,500 in cash at Rochester Railway Station. The teenager is the youngest person to be arrested this year in connection with County Line's gang offences. Plans for a £75 million cultural quarter in Dartford Town Centre have taken a step forward. Developers want to build 120 homes and transform the derelict area between Spittle Street and Hyde Street. The proposals have been recommended for approval by the council. Meantime, it's claimed plans to build a 10,000 home garden village near Sittingbourne will allow the town to flourish. The Heisted Valley development would also include five new schools along with parks and a sports hub. But council bosses say they're wary of the idea following a virtual public consultation. Now, Kent Online has been told there's not a single five-star hotel in Kent and the county hasn't kept up with demand for visitor accommodation. A two-year study has also found there are very few venues where people can stay that can stage large-scale events. In Folkestone and Hyde, for example, there's limited four-star hotels despite the area being second in the county for holiday demand. Deidre Wells, who's chief exec at Visit Kent, has been telling the podcast why she thinks the county hasn't kept up. Our proximity to London does mean that it is quite easy for people to do um, a lot of uh, Kent tourism uh, as a day visitor. Um, But also I think that, um, you know, sometimes our planning can be, you know, it can be tricky to be able to... um, uh, you know, get planning through and particularly, uh, you know, in, in an area that is um, uh, quite densely populated in, in, in places and also um, an area of outstanding natural beauty. Sometimes it's, it can be challenging, I think, for communities to think, oh, do I want a big hotel down the road from me? Um, but actually, uh, what is really important, I think, is to be able to see that if we don't do this, if we don't support it, then visitors will go somewhere else, and um, uh, and we will always be, um, I suppose, the victim of those who are spending less and, and and not really contributing into the into the economy as much as an overnight visitor would be. So um, I think there's a lot in the pipeline, which is quite exciting. Lots of discussions happening, and of course, it's been quite an uncertain year um, for investors, and and also over the last few years. 
um, it's, you know, it feels like ancient history now, but, you know, it's not that long since we came out of the last recession. So I think we have to do more, um, uh, particularly in the, in the context of Brexit, we have to do more to court international investors to be able to say that Britain is a country that we want to be investing in and that Kent is a county that has got lots of potential um, and is looking, is looking, actively looking to court that level of investment, which is why we're at the um, annual hotel conference this, this week to be able to do precisely that. A young woman from Dartford is questioning how she was able to travel to Corfu on a cancelled passport. 19-year-old Georgia Haynes was only told it had been reported missing when she got to Greece a couple of weeks ago. She had no idea it was invalid and is wondering how she was allowed to board the plane in the first place. Dartford MP Gareth Johnson says he'll take it up with passport officials. Serious questions have been raised about the potential use of artificial intelligence cameras that are able to monitor social distancing being used in Kent's towns. The idea of installing high-tech equipment which can hone in on pedestrians and check how close together they are is apparently in the pipeline, but councillors are concerned about privacy. And in showbiz news, Kent's Harvey has missed out on the first official photo shoot for Strictly after testing positive for coronavirus. The 21-year-old singer and YouTube star who grew up in Hartley near Dartford is still self-isolating. He's due to take part in the launch show next Saturday. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham have lost their latest game in the EFL Trophy. They were beaten 2-0 by Ipswich at Portman Road last night with both goals coming in the second half. The Jills had made several changes to their side. Assistant manager Paul Rayner spoke to us afterwards. First off, we, we came in there. We said it was a good platform for us to build on in the second half and unfortunately conceded a sloppy goal. Uh, gives, gives Ipswich a lift. Uh, they come on a little bit stronger when we normally do and, uh, as I say, the game sort of fizzled out for us and, and, as I say, Ipswich came on strong second half and we deserved winners in the end. You know, the priority was always going to be Oxford United. You know, this is a competition that, that you know, we hope to do well in, but, uh, as I say, tonight was, was about just getting game time. You saw by the team we put out there, it was all about minutes for players. Uh, we've kept back the guys that uh, have had a lot of minutes and uh, we focus on Oxford. You know, once the game starts, you want to win the game. But as I say, we're not uh, we're not too dispirited that we've, we've lost tonight. And if we beat Arsenal, we'll go through in the competition anyway. So, you know, then we'll focus on that. So, you know, on the whole, no injuries, plenty of game time for the guys that need it. And we'll roll on towards Oxford on Saturday. Some good individuals, we're pleased with them. As I say, collectively, we weren't quite at it. We huffed and puffed, didn't really cause them too many problems. Uh, although in the first half, it was 50-50, could have gone either way. As I say, goals change games. They, they, they hit a fantastic finish, you know, to get the first one. And then we're a little bit sloppy on the second one, as I say. For us, then the game fizzled out. It was all about no injuries and let's get uh, get focused for Oxford on Saturday. It was a game to get through. It was a game that, uh, as I say, we didn't want any injuries or anything anything silly. We want a full squad to pick from from Saturday on, on Saturday, and that's what we've got. So uh, you know, apart from the result, we're pleased. Gillingham are back in League One action at the weekend when they welcome Oxford United to Priestfield. Well, that's it for today. But of course, you can subscribe to the IM News app, which will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. To do that, head along to ilifmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.